0: the Bean Ninjas Podcast, where you get an all-access pass to see what happens behind the closed doors of a fast-growing global bookkeeping and financial reporting business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Episode 18 of the Bean Ninjas Podcast. It's another solo episode this week, and I wanted to start by reflecting on the last month I've, it's been a it's been a crazy time, really. I've been on a trip to America. I was there for two and a half weeks, meeting with Wayne, who became was being welcomed as a partner at Benitez after after he'd worked at Benitez for a couple of years, but coming on board in a new role. And so I was over there to meet with Wayne and open our US office. Coming back and then going straight into Zerocom the annual Zero Conference was held in Brisbane this year and there was I had about three and a half thousand people at that conference. Accountants, bookkeepers, Zero staff themselves, software add-ons with Zero cloud integrators, a whole just a whole range of different people. And returning from that and then heading off on a ski trip with my dad and my brother. And so this week I've been back at home and and getting back into my usual routine and while I love traveling and love experiencing new things it also makes me appreciate coming home and where I live and and the office that we work from and getting back into some of those routines at home and I find that I probably am more productive work-wise when I am at home and and I think I've probably figured out a lot of things that help me with that productivity over the years and it's harder to do that when you're travelling. And so what I wanted to talk about today, it, it does sound maybe like a little bit of a morbid topic, but I'm going to give you the background of, of how this topic came up and why I wanted to talk about it. So last week I was on, I went skiing with with my dad and my brother and we were at Falls Creek for a spring skiing trip. And both my brother and I live in Queensland. So we've flown to Melbourne, hired a car, driven the five hours to Balls Creek. And then we were, we actually met my dad and skied out for a couple of hours, skied out to this little Cattleman's Hut, which is actually called Johnston's Hut, but is no relation to us as the Johnston family. And so I wrote a, a LinkedIn post about it. And I'm just going to read the post to you. I, I had some really great feedback, but also other people opened up and, and shared some of their stories. So here we go. Is there ever a right time? Last week I took some time out to go backcountry skiing with my father and my brother. Was it the perfect time to take a holiday? Definitely not. Our Australian team are in the final stages of completing end of financial year. I've been away from home for almost a month with a business trip to the U.S., conference and a mastermind retreat but I booked the trip anyway. Each year my father asked us to go on a ski trip and every year for the last five years my brother and I have said no. My father is a project 70 and I'm not sure how many more years he'll be able to ski. In 20 years time will I remember the extra work I managed to squeeze in during September 2018 or will I remember the time I spent skiing with my father and how happy he was to have both of his kids on a trip with him. Once we commit to something, we seem to find a way to make it happen. What are you committing to for Q4 2018? And so in this post, I was talking about the fact that it wasn't great timing to go on the skiing trip, but I prioritised it and by committing to something, I made it happen and managed to figure everything else out around it and also reflecting that my dad, is still fit and healthy now and maybe he's got another 10 years of skiing but you don't know what's around the corner. And for me, I made a choice that I wanted to prioritize that time with him. And some of the responses that I got back were really moving. So other other people had had experiences where their parents, in this case, it could, it could have been other people close to them as well, but the replies that I was getting were where their parents had passed earlier than expected and they hadn't had that time to go on that skiing trip or that family holiday and so that then got me thinking and reminded me of an article that I've, I've actually come back to and read many times and it's called Regrets of the Dying and so it's written by a lady called Bronnie Ware who is talking about, so she was a palliative care nurse and talking about What are the regrets of the dying? And it's not really that they didn't get enough work done in 2018 or they didn't get that promotion. And so I wanted to read the key points from this article and then challenge you to, to run some of these thought experiments yourselves to think about what's important in your life and whether there's some changes that you need to make based on this. Number one, courage is the greatest tool for bringing our dreams into reality. Here is an extract from Bronnie's article. Number one, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. This was the most common regret of all. When people realise that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honoured even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. It's very important to try and honour at least some of your dreams along the way. From the moment that you lose your health, it is too late. Health brings a freedom very few realise until they no longer have it. And I think for me, I really like reading this article because it makes you realise that you don't know what's happening tomorrow. You don't know what's happening in 20 years or in 50 years. And I hope that all of us will lead healthy, healthy long lives, but we may not. And so some of these choices about having the courage to be true to yourself, I feel like we need to make these choices now, not wait for something in the future. The second point is I wished I hadn't worked so hard. This came from every male patient that I know. So this, this is the section from Bronnie. They miss their children's youth and their partner's companionship. Women also spoke of this regret. But as most were from an older generation, many of the female patients had not been pregnant. All of the men I nursed deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of a working business. By simplifying your lifestyle and making conscious choices along the way, it is possible to not need the income that you think you do. By creating more space in your life, you become happier and more open to new opportunities, ones more suited to a new lifestyle. And when I read this, it made me feel like we are on the right track with Be Ninjas where we really value, one of our core values is freedom and that is about creating freedom, freedom, financial freedom, but freedom of time and location for our clients and also our team members and not expecting our team to work 80 hours a week, expecting our team to do great work when they're at work and then to be there for their friends and, and for their family. And some of us, some of the team members have children, some don't, and so whether it's spending time with children or or partners, but it's really interesting that it's such a common regret of of not having worked so hard. And I think especially for entrepreneurs this is difficult because when you're in the first first couple of years of business, you really do have to put in the effort and put in that sweat equity and I, but I also think it's important to work out what those boundaries are and, and when you're going to stop working like that. When I know in the first couple of years of being injured, I really did put in some long hours and work hard. And now I occasionally do, still do, if I need to, if there's a project or there's a major deadline. But I'm also aware that that's that's not a permanent thing and I do want to have balance or integration between work and home life. And I'm very conscious of that and setting boundaries around that, but also being clear with the team about their boundaries and not expecting them to work crazy hours. Number three, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Many people suppress their feelings in order to keep peace with others. As a result, they settled for a mediocre existence and never became who they were truly capable of becoming. And many developed illnesses related to the bitterness and resentment they carried as a result. And I think this comes down to speaking honestly and, and having the courage to do that and then the courage to focus on the relationships that are important to you and, and not bound to other people's expectations. Number four is I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends and often, so that again, isn't Bronnie, often they would not realise the full benefits of old friends until their dying weeks and then it was not possible to track them down and many had become so caught up in their own lives that they had let golden friendships die over the years, and there were deep regrets about not giving friendships the time and effort that they deserved. And it's common in a busy lifestyle to let friendships slip. When you are faced with your approaching death, the physical details of life fall away. I haven't read all of that section. But again, I think it's a great reminder to put effort into friendships and relationships. It, It seems like... It's, it's key relationships that are bringing happiness and also creating these regrets. And so that's a challenge that, that I put out to you as listeners about what, what are you doing to make time for your friendships, especially if you are in those early stages of the business. And I know for myself, the first two years of being injured, I I made a conscious decision to sacrifice friendship time because I wanted to prioritize business, my relationship and my health. And it didn't seem possible to fit in a whole lot of social activities too. But now I do have more time. I'm, again, making a conscious effort to put to put effort into relationships that, that I value. And then the last one is I wish, so number five, I wish that I'd let myself be happier. Bronnie goes on to say this is a surprisingly common one. Many did not realise until the end that happiness is a choice. They had stayed stuck in old patterns and habits. The so-called comfort of familiarity overflowed into their emotions as well as their physical lives. Fear of change had them pretending to others and to themselves that they were content. And deep within, they longed to laugh properly and have silliness in their life again. When you're on your deathbed, what others think of you is a long way from your mind. How wonderful to be able to let go and smile again long before you were dying. And I didn't mean for this episode to be morbid. And I hadn't planned on talking about this particular article, which I have come back and read a number of times over the last few years. But it was the response that I got from the LinkedIn post where I was talking about prioritising time with my father and, and, and making that happen, even though it wasn't convenient. It was the response that I got from that that really reminded me of this article. And I wanted to share that with you and, and challenge you to think about some of these things and see whether you can make changes as well. And while this isn't necessarily a business-related topic, I think it is very important for business owners because under uh, professionals work hard, or well, a lot of people work hard in their lives, but I think entrepreneurs are really at risk of burning themselves out and not prioritizing some of these other things. But next up, we will be having some guest interviews. And I'm excited to share these next episodes with you.